Welcome to the Biz Dad Podcast, where we dive into the melding of fathership and entrepreneurship with your host, the original Biz Dad himself, Adam Labar. Adam is a Christian, a former Air Force officer, a dad to three amazing kids, a coach, a real estate investor, and a business owner. On this podcast, he'll explore the unique journeys of amazing dads who are striving for greatness in both business and family. So whether you're a dad who is an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business owner, or simply a man striving to be a better dad, get ready as the Biz Dad brings you conversations to inspire, challenge, and equip you to be a better dad and entrepreneur. And now, here's Adam. All right. So, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for Rank. Uh, today, today's guest, we got Frank Small and a good friend of mine, and also, uh, as with a couple of the previous folks you guys have heard, a GoBundance uh, member as well. Um, Frank and I have actually, uh, we've known each other quite a bit for quite a while. Um, we have been on uh, 5.30 in the morning phone calls. We were for like two years uh, at the beginning of COVID. We started doing that. Um, and then, uh, took a break when I moved to Florida and now we're back at it again when, uh, when we both remember to set our alarms. Um, but we've done, uh, deals together. We're going to continue to do deals together in the future. Um, uh, you know, we've, we've spent time at, uh, I would say each other's houses, but I've only did the drive to your house. You've never done the drive to my house. So we'll see how that goes in the future. But, uh, all that being said, Frank is a solid dude. Looking forward to having a conversation with him. So, uh, um, Frank, why don't you, uh, I mean, obviously for, for me, I already know quite a bit about you, but, uh, if you can explain a little bit about who you are, um, uh, your background, both, uh, uh, business and as a dad, um, and then we'll, uh, kind of just keep the conversation rolling from there. Yeah. All right, Adam, thanks for having me. Um, this is my first podcast. So I'm excited about it. Uh, and thanks for letting me sleep in a little extra this morning. Appreciate that. <laughs> and, uh, now that you're in Florida, I'm much more likely to come to your house. Yeah, thanks. A little more traffic in Stafford, Virginia. Uh, I'm sure you'll be seeing me. Um, well, the question was a little bit about myself. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm, um, I've got a wife and two kids and an eight-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. I live in near Annapolis, Maryland. The actual name of the town I live in is Davidsonville. My business is in, in Crofton, Maryland. And um, so I... I run a few businesses uh, here in this area. One is a manufacturing rep firm that sells commercial industrial heating equipment. Another one is, uh, that one's called United Energy Products. And the other company is a company that installs the chimney products we sell for boilers, water heaters, restock generators, and, and other applications. That's based here in Maryland. And I also have uh, three companies, one in Florida and one Texas company that sells the, the, the chimney products that we that we are, that we sell here. So we, we're, we're, that's brand new. It's about 18 months old. We're really building up a partner in his endeavors. Uh, and he handles most of that. So I'm very fortunate to have him. Just grew up in the Annapolis area. Uh, I grew up playing lacrosse my whole life. Well, at least through college. Mm -hmm. uh, my son's playing lacrosse and soccer now. My daughter is, uh, is not really into sports, which is is nice for not having to drive her around like i see all these other families have multiple kids but it's also cool seeing her do something different because i was was an athlete and so the singing the dancing drawing painting and all the stuff she likes to uh it's is new or definitely interesting to see something you know, different probably yeah, but, awesome yeah the uh, I, I would imagine that that the dynamic um of adding the uh uh, the feminine femininity to the family and the, uh, the, the artistic side, which, um, from what I know you about you, not much on the artistic side, if I were to guess no. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, Diana growing up a little bit, um, our newest who's, uh, as of this recording, just over three weeks old, what she brings. Cause I've got two boys that, uh, they love sports. They love riding dirt bikes and you know, chasing, chasing animals. So we'll see what, uh, um, what happens to me on, on my side when I, when my little girl starts growing up, but, um, I've got to be a lot of fun. I grew up in a family with three boys. So, oh boy, yeah, is is has been uh, been different and and uh, the memoirs for sure. That's awesome. Um, all right, so uh, the first thing I'm, I'm typically looking for uh, is is kind of chatting a little bit about about your dad, kind of how you were raised, um, and then uh, how that has has helped mold you into the dad that you are. 
if if I recall correctly, I mean, I'm not that I it it your dad first owned the business and then he's now passed it on uh, to you. Um, so kind of uh, going through that whole whole uh, dynamic as well, because I'm sure that having a a family business and now you've grown it considerably since um, since it was passed on to you. So. Um, just kind of help me help me understand where where Frank comes from, uh, um, you know, from uh, from your dad's perspective. So uh, maybe I'll take it actually a generation back. My grandpa, sure. My grandfather was uh, in World War II in the Battle of Bulge. He hadn't been in the army very long. He was, went to college and then he had to, you know had to join the army and uh, he was sent over to the Battle of the Bulge. And early on in the Battle of Bulge, he was captured by the by the Germans, wow. and he spent you know, several months in, in German prisoner of war camps, uh, you know, packed like a sardine into the trains and marched, you know, from, from Belgium into Germany. So he had a pretty rough time. And you know, when he came back, they didn't really have a, a name for it, you know, PTSD now, right? So, so my father had, uh, I don't know a whole lot of details, heard more from my uncle, but it, it wasn't the best, you know, uh, father and, you know, the nicest father to be around, you know, Frankie and and I even remember when he was when I was young and my grandfather, you know, he was kind of a grumpy guy. So my dad always said that he he learned how to be a good dad from his dad, uh, you know, all the all the things that his dad did. Yeah. So I, I feel like I had a great dad. I was very lucky. Um he was involved in man, everything I did, I feel like everything from I didn't do Boy Scouts, we did some called Y Indian guides. He was in that. I remember him being at the meetings and the, and the camping trips. He coached like every sport of mine, probably except for basketball. Um, he, he was my lacrosse coach all through youth sports. Um, he never played lacrosse. Well, he did, he was on a, a team, like a slow kind of team in college and his, he didn't play in high school. So, um, he was really just on the team to be on the team, but he always loved lacrosse. And so he just dove head first into, to learn the sport so he could, you coach me and my brothers. Um, and, and my dad started our business probably when I was like nine. Um, I never really was around it until I graduated from college. It was small and then you know, didn't have anything for me to come do. And you know, people ask me all the time if I worked in it. In high school and college, I didn't. There, you know, there really wasn't, it was small and, you know, there wasn't enough money to go around to <laughs> keep a high school and college kid. Uh, employed over the summers, yeah. but the uh, my, my my growing up, my my parents were great. Like, one thing I remember about my dad is he was always there. He never missed um, any sporting events, any school things. Uh, he didn't have to travel a lot for work. I think when I was younger, and in, in, in the like four, five, six, seven, maybe he did, but I don't remember that. Um, but he because he started a business and it was a local business. Um, just calling the local co- contractors and stuff. He, he was around everything. And then, um, even into college, like, um, which I'm amazed now that I'm actually working. I played the cross. I played all four years, probably played in like 60 games. Um, and he probably made it to over 50 games, 50 of the 60 games. He would, he would go to, you know, he would travel hours with my mom and saying also with my dad. Um, but they both, they would, they would go all over and they would watch our games and, um, uh, you know, there weren't, weren't as many parents that were there for everything. So they were always very supportive. They, you know, they, they, they started a business, you know, you don't, you don't have a lot of money, right? Um, you know, they always found a way to put me into, uh, you know, good schools. Um, I went to private schools, uh, you know, first to, to 12th grade into a private college. So, um, they, they weren't, you know, I would say the first generation works hard. The second generation takes it to the, to the next level when the third generation spoiled, they come in and, and yeah. really, right? So yeah. he was first, first generation. Like they, they didn't have the, the, the wealth and, you know, that, that I'm fortunate to have it because, because of all their efforts. Mm-hmm. So it was, I'm very fortunate. I had a very, very, you know, good childhood and, and good college experience. And then coming out, I was lucky to work for my dad with my dad for 20 years. Um, I, I learned a lot from him over that 20 years. Um, some things to do and some things not to do, right? So, um, but it was, you know, I, I, I'm lucky to have the debt I had. Um, we get along great. If he was my generation, we'd probably be best friends. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I've gone 
uh, only on one of them thus far, but golf trip with you guys, and you guys seem to get along really well. And it was, uh, it's always fun to watch um, fathers and sons that actually get along. Um, you see a lot of bickering and a lot of complaining between between some fathers and sons, but um, and I'm sure there is that. Don't get me wrong, and I'm sure there was a lot, and will probably still continue to be because that's that's yeah. bound to happen. Uh, yeah. uh, but um, uh, you could tell when it's when it's just you know the normal bickering, or when it's you know boy they really <laughs> need to work on their relationship, and it didn't seem that that would be the case with you guys. So. Um, we're giving each other a hard time teasing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same thing with Marcel. When I was growing up, my dad and I, we would get in some arguments here and there. Um, but now I, I, now that I can understand a bit more about where he came from and what, you know, what led him to do the things he did, it makes me, uh, appreciate a lot more, um, what I had, uh, cause I didn't realize it later, you know, earlier. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, a. Uh, uh, it's always an interesting dynamic to look back and you know, if you could separate yourself from where you're at and actually pay attention to, you know, their situation, it really changes life a little bit. Um, and it seems like that's what your dad did with, with, uh, with his dad, right. And kind of realized, Oh, there's, there's some things I just don't want to do as a dad. Um, so tell me what, what kind of things, you know, when, when, uh, you were growing up, I mean, your, your, your dad was very involved in sports and everything like that. So, and you are also very involved in, in your kids' activities. So, um, was that something that you just appreciated? So you wanted to do it or was that just like it, you didn't know any different? So I'm just going to be involved in sports. How did that kind of, uh, come around? Yes. Yeah, so and my dad was always into sports. So I guess it was kind of natural. He just, he just got us in. I don't know what else it would put us into. Um, uh, but I, I always liked work. My dad, parents always say like, and then my son reminds me of probably myself. And my mom will always say, you always had a ball in her hand. You're always, always mm-hmm. doing something. Um, so I think we probably wanted to do it. Like if we if we didn't want, if we got into it and didn't want to do it, kind of like my daughter is now. Then we they wouldn't they wouldn't have pushed. Um, but my my dad grew up playing football and baseball, um, but always really liked lacrosse. Um, you know, a lot of parents push their kids or try and push their kids into, which I might be doing now with my son, <laughs> um, <laughs> the sport that that they played in like right. So, but my dad was parents were um they didn't you know. I actually started out playing baseball and saw some kids playing lacrosse on another field. I was like in right field and playing t-ball or picking days and sport as you know what. And, uh, so lacrosse team practice and I was like, I want to go do that next. Just, you know, he, he grew up playing baseball, but wanted me to do what I wanted to do. And then yeah. he got into it just as much as I did, you know, so that's awesome. Good way to answer your question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, again, it, it's it's less about the question, more about the conversation, because I, I think that. Um, so you you mentioned like not wanting to push the sports onto your son, like you're wondering if you're doing that. I do the same thing, wondering that with golf, because uh, you know I, I look at Adam and he absolutely seems to love playing golf, and then sometimes when he's having a bad golf match, he's like, "I'm terrible at this. I should never play anymore. I don't want to do it. This is dumb. I can't believe I play golf." Like, and and then you're like, "Boy, is is he only playing to try to please?" dad like and i don't want that to be the case um have you found that like in conversations with your son do you ever get to that point or is it more you know you haven't reached that yet or like how does that kind of go with your uh with your son yeah so with colin like whatever sport he's doing he'll say sport yeah um and he's had it kind of a rough go with the teams he's been on in lacrosse and so he i it's hard to figure out whether He's just in a bad situation or he doesn't like, because yeah. he does like, he comes home, he picks the lacrosse stick up, he goes to the front yard, pick the stick up, stick up around the, uh, the house. Um, so, but then he'll like change his mind sometimes. Like he, he told his mother a couple months ago that he really wants to focus on soccer. Um, so I don't know if that means drop lacrosse, <laughs> yeah. just go soccer or, but I want to keep him. If he wants to focus on soccer, that's great. So I'm going to do, but I always believe in like multi sports, do more, more than just one, right? Um, so yeah, it, it's hard to figure out where they're at. Like boys don't talk so much and tell you how they're feeling. Like, like my daughter, for example, like she just doesn't want to do sports. We know exactly. Like we, when she says something, we believe her. We know she doesn't want to do it. Like with her, we, it's more like, should we try and push her into her a little bit? Uh, or just let, just let her not do it. Um, but I think with her, we know she just doesn't want to do it. She'll go out in the front yeah. yard and play. But with Colin, it's like, to your point, like a, a bad practice, a bad game, not much playing time, just 
you know, are they disappointed in themselves or are they just, just not liking it? You know, sometimes you see them out there, they seem lax and they just, it's, you never, you don't know, right? So just got to try and take a balance, just trying to, this part of being, being a dad, being a parent, um, yeah. trying to read the situation. Just investing in. Yeah, well, that's about all we can do, right? And and be willing to learn and adjust, and you know, uh, be be willing to uh, uh, let the kid kind of figure themselves out. The only thing that I I do tell Adam is like, I don't care if you want to switch sports, but you're going to follow through with the commitment that you made. So if your commitment is to finish the like you committed to this season, then we're going to finish this season, and then you can switch to something else later. That's that's really the only thing that I I I am adamant on. Like, no, you're going to finish the season. Like, it's not that one's a non-negotiable. Yeah, we we do the same thing. Um, and we had something happen with his lacrosse coach in the fall. And he started in the September and the season ends in mid June after. And, uh, it's really the first time I thought about, uh, letting him quit because I was, yeah. you know, I, I heard somebody say that kind of like the opposite of what you always hear is like, make you come in. Like they said, um, I forget where it was, but they're talking about like, sometimes it's good to quit. <laughs> Don't yeah. stay in something that. It isn't working or isn't beneficial or just because you made a commitment. Um, uh, and it, it kind of resonated with me, but I still always believed in you make a commitment to a team. You, you finish the season or, or whatever. Yeah. But I'll admit that because of what went down, it was the first time I was almost like, well, maybe it's better to just walk away from this, this situation. And to be honest, I, I kind of wish we had um, just the way the seasons transpired. Like, like in everything in life, it's, it's a lesson. You know, we'll take something out myself and he will take something out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's one of those never say never, never say always type of things, right? Like, I mean, there's always, I, I would imagine there's going to be a situation at some point where I'm going to say, yeah, it's just not like it's time for us to step away from this league. This is not the best for you. Right. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, at least put, make me pause a little bit and think through that a little bit better than just like, hey, you're sticking with a commitment. Yeah. That's valid. Yeah. Um, what did we rob him of? You know, could he have gone yeah. on a low team and had something where he was having fun, getting yeah. in the Didn't have to deal with some of the crap that's going on. But I'm with you. I'm more like, you make it. That's what we've been saying. Like, <laughs> we've only got two months left. We've only got a month left. Yeah. Three weeks. So yeah. It's more where, where we're at. And I guess, you know, even in, in business, kind of, you know, when we see something that needs to be cut from the business, uh, we make the decision to cut it, right? It's not like, like I'm not married to that idea in business. I'm looking at it going, no, like this is, this is something that needs to be cut. We're cutting it. Not like, well, Adam, you made a commitment to make sure that you're like, no, like <laughs> it needs to be cut. So we're going to cut it. So, um, it would work. Why wouldn't you do it at home? And exactly. Yeah. And I, didn't, and I didn't think about it until we start talking about this. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. so uh, that being said, kind of, oh, go ahead. No, your t-shirt case is stick with something. I think about like an employee or like a yeah. bad deal you got and you get, you want to get out of it. You don't just stay in it because you made a commitment to it. For sure. Hiring somebody or, or a partner on a deal. Um, you get out of it. That's one thing that I, I like to, to try to bring up is, is things that like, what, what sort of lessons did you learn in business that are help you be a dad? And what sort of lessons do you learn as a dad that help you in business? And this is exactly one of those things. Like I, I, I would have never really looked at it in that way. Um, you know, I'm all, I'm I'm a person that says if I if I promise I'm going to do something, I'm I'm definitely going to do it. Which means I very very rarely promise something because I never know where where my life is going to take me from one minute to the next. But um, uh, so maybe it's a it's a, a a bias, I guess, on on my side to to work through. But um, it's been like it's almost like a limiting could be a limiting belief, like just yeah. passed out from generations. It's just it's yeah. work, right? That like um. Just something you've always been told. You always yeah. hear from everybody else. Everybody's been told that. For sure. Yeah. And I, I think that it's it's valid to challenge that. And I can see how it could turn into a limiting belief. So um, I'll definitely take take that uh, uh, that brain power and, and figure something out with that and make sure that I'm understanding it properly. And um, I think it's also going to go back to, okay, are, are you, Adam, are you just giving up on this? And that's why we're walking away? Or is there a reason behind it? Like, let's... That's going to be one of those moments where we're going to have to talk through, you know, what it is, and I'm going to have to pull those emotions out. So whether they want to or not, dagnabbit. So, and with this experience with the lacrosse team, a lot of they called him no, like because yeah. it was us and the coaches. So for him, it would have been just he would have just been like, all right, we're getting. Mm, yeah, and he would have known the reason. So there was all 
there was some of that behind stick, sticking with it. You know, I, I <laughs> we, when we first moved here to Florida, I put our, our kids in one school and I was, I did not end up very pleased with, um, the education and the staff at the school. Uh, you know, I did interviews and everything beforehand, before we even moved down here to try to figure out the right school. And then, you know, I, I picked the school that I thought made the most sense. Turns out it was a bad decision on my part, but, um, going through the process, I'm very much like, Hey, I need to, I need to let Adam know like Rourke was, I mean, he was in, in preschool. It didn't really matter for him. He's just hanging out. But Adam, I wanted to make sure that he knew, like, hey, these are the reasons that we're looking at moving to a school because he already made friends, like he made connections. We were there for a couple months, and uh, so I sat him down a couple times and went through, like, hey, this is what's going on. This is why we're doing what we're doing. And then, of course, it goes back to bite me in the butt because he goes to school and he tells his teacher why we're leaving. And <laughs> stories to the teacher about the teacher. I was like, ah, well, that's ah, not exactly how we saw that playing out, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, that, that was all known. It was all said, but, um, uh, it was comical, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, cause I don't want that, that to happen. If I, if I'm making a decision that affects his life, I want him to know, you know, why it is. Um, and in the grand scheme of things made sense. Yeah. He made, that was more, probably more of a business decision. My type of decision. Like you, you, you left something, you know, yeah, better. for sure. For sure. Yeah. When I saw, um, uh, review words for third grade as cat. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, that's a review word for kindergarten. Um, you know, and it, it all kept on going downhill from there. Um, so let's, I want to shift a tiny bit to the, to the business side of the house, right? So you, um, you started in the business with your dad. Was that in college or after college? Yeah. So I, uh, I graduated in college in May of 1997 and had no idea what I wanted to do. I had a year old. I mean, uh, yeah, any stuff. I had I had a, a six backpack trip to Europe plane with a friend. It was like kind of the last half of the summer. Um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I, I thought I was going to move to Florida and like work in Marina or a bar or go to Colorado for a year, be a ski ball, work at a, a ski store or something. Uh, and uh, But I kind of always knew I, I wanted to come back and work with my dad. I felt like that kind of talks through life, you know, high school, college, it's like, you know, go get some experience somewhere and come back. And I, and I, I still wish I had done that because having outside experience uh, would have been, been good. So the day after I graduated, that's business was like four or five people. Like, well, his main sales guy, his main guy, they already knew, he, I already knew it, you know, at the beginning of summer, he needed somebody, he needed more help. The day after I graduated, his main guy quit. So he had two extent. So we now needed two people and he was losing his like top sales guy. So a few weeks after I graduated, my mom said, you know, Hey, why don't you, um, you know, your dad will never say to you, but he would love for you to come to work for me. So I said, well, why don't I take the summer off on this trip and I'll start, start the day after Labor Day. So I did. I started after Labor Day in 1997. Never been on a job interview. I never, never had to write a resume. Um, so I just, it's been lucky. I mean, you know, there's numerous times where I, along the way, I thought, is this for me? You know, I get tired of the job. I'm like, all right, what am I going to do next? It's not a whole lot here. So luckily along the way, I've been able to delegate and elevate, you know, move up to the next job, find mm-hmm. somebody and even create, like we started a new business in 2007. And I, I, and then, and then I got into the financial part. Then there were some split ups with my brothers. They left and took parts of the business. And so that elevated me even further. So, uh, I forget, I forget where I with with the question. No, no, that was great. Yeah, yeah, I was, it, I was just asking about. I like how you when you jumped into the, the yeah. business. So right after college, then. after college, um, and just really, again, yeah, like, I wish I had taken two or three years and got somewhere, somewhere to work, just to get the experience. Just working for your dad uh, is, it's, it's, it's very different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's so uh, you're 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 treated well. You're looked at differently by the it would have been nice to do work for another family business where there were sons or kids so I could get an idea of what it was mm-hmm. like to, uh, you know, when I was going to come here. But it all worked out well. Um, it's so, so I picture you as Tommy Boy selling brake pads. Yeah. So. That's, that's, that was me. <laughs> this is a uh, PG or G rating <laughs> podcast. So I will I won't actually make the quotes. Yeah. 
Oh, fantastic. Um, no, oh, that's great. Uh, so uh, that being said, like, uh, do you have plans or, or what is your idea about involving your kids in the business? Um, you know, cause, uh, it was kind of it was uh, much smaller when you started than it is now. So now you have a much larger business with multiple businesses out on top to it, on top of it. So how do you envision, or do you try not to envision, or whatever the the case may be, your your kids' involvement in uh, the business? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to um, have opportunities for them if they're interested. Mm-hmm. I guess I, 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 I kind of like my dad's approach, the way he did with me, like. Um, I'd like for them to go get some other experience if they want to. My dad never pushed me. He never really let me know that I could if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I would, the only thing different I do with, with my dad was with my kids say, it's here if you want it, you know, uh, it, but if you don't want to, that's fine too. You know, do I, it would be good if you went and worked for somebody for, you know, three, four or five years and then come in. Um, yeah, there's there's gonna be, you know, my Collins ten. Now we're talking twelve, fourteen years before they even be like kind of hitting yeah. the and What this business could be then, like, is it the hockey program that has happened over the last couple of years? I mean, you know, we just uh, we're we're located here in in, uh, in the DC area. A couple of places here, we just started one in Florida, started one in Texas, started one in California. There's gonna be so many more opportunities and things yeah for sure i had one opportunity one job that was available in one place they're going to have so many different options hopefully all keeps going well by the time they get out they want to go to live in california they want to go to texas there'll be other states they want to get into the, the, the chimneys or boilers or into manufacturing um so hopefully they'll have a lot of options. if they're not into it then they're not into it i'll, I'll be able to yeah have the ability to support them and what I mean, it might be cool if they're into something else and I go in and go into business with them or give them some money to, to fund what they want to do and help get started and be a part of it. Um, that would be cool too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I talked to somebody that was like, hey, we'll give you you know X amount of money and two years to figure out what you want to do. So if you use that money for college, that's great. If you use that money to get into, um, you know, uh, uh, you want to be an actor or an actress and you want to fly out to California and live off of this money for two years, that's fine too. Like whatever it is, but um, I really just, I like for my kids, I wanted them to explore, you know, one thing I, 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 I don't know, I maybe even told you this before, but, um, like I, I joined the military because I didn't know there was an option other than that, you know, like I never even looked at college because I didn't like, it was just never on the table. Um, uh, so I, I joined the military and I, I want my kids to go, okay, well I do want to join the military because that's what I want to do. Not because that's my only option, you know? And, you know, I do want to join in the family business because that's what I want to do, not because that's the only option, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, but go out and explore and have fun and learn and do what you want to do. Um, uh, you know, but mom and dad are always here to, to help. I mean, we're, we're going to have likely have businesses for the rest of our lives just because that's, you know, something I like to do. So it's a. Yeah, the one thing I will say is that there's two of them that. Mm-hmm. Having multiple, each maybe having them go into a different area. So yeah. not like when I graduated, my, my middle brother came a year later, and then my my youngest brother came like three years later. So we all were in one place, one business, doing the same job. Mm. Well, there's only so much to one person's job in charge. Be what would be good for them is to have their own thing to to yeah. do and and just do it independent of each other and. But that's and there's only so many small ones you want in one spot. Let's be honest. So enough for you, right? Yeah. Oh, trust me. I've been a business partner of yours. One is enough. I don't need another one or two on top of that. So, um, so the uh, uh, tell me a little bit about like your your uh, I guess good experiences and bad experiences, things you've screwed up on, uh, that you're trying to correct with, with raising the kiddos and, um, things that, that you're like, man, I think I'm really crushing it in this, in this area. What, uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Um, I would say that, um, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of following my dad's footsteps and I'm there a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't miss any games. I don't miss any, uh, I want to say any, but there's very, very few 
of things that I miss. I'm at every game. I try and get to as many practices that to watch that I can. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, as you know, I take each kid on a, on a trip every year. I love this too. And then probably do even, even more than one trip. Um, yeah, I just took my daughter to Tampa to, to go see Taylor Swift, taking my son to get to a, a, a trade coach card show in Chicago in July. Um, so I think I, I'm pretty good at, uh, really good at being there for him and doing, doing some things. And I got that for my dad and I know, I know how it was for me to have him at, you know, even up into college, like being at all my games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it, you know, purposely designed my business, business is to be able to me to, to do that, you know, take the, the, put people in charge. Like we all read the book, who not how, right? And I really right. try to implement that yeah, in, yeah. in my life so that I have more free time and have actually better people doing, <laughs> running parts of my business that, that, than I can do. Um, so I feel like that's something I, I do pretty good. You ask them, they probably know, well, daddy was away on a trip and missed this. Yeah. I, that's one, that's, that's rare. I, uh, I, even with having these offices in Florida, Texas, California, I've got a business partner that is basically running them. And I, I've only been to Texas a couple of times before in the last eight years. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I designed. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons I left the military is I wanted to be able to, to design that a little bit more and have a little bit more freedom to, um, be a dad and kind of be involved. I like to, uh, I like to be a dad. Hence, I even talk to people about it, right? Like this is, uh, one of the things I absolutely love doing. And, uh, you, you've mentioned to me multiple times that the annual trip with the kids and I, I am gonna happily steal that from you for sure. Um, I still have to talk to the wife. You stole what? Yeah, stole from somebody else. Good, good. It's been passed on. And that's, that's, I mean, you know, I, I think I told you before we started recording, that's kind of one of my intentions on this is to steal as many good ideas from people as possible. Um, and if, if somebody else picks it up, that's great. Um, uh, so, uh, steal the good ideas and then, uh, remember the bad ideas so that you don't do those too. Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, the, uh, how did the trips actually start? How did you get, uh, or did you need buy-in from your wife, or did, was she totally down with with that concept? Like, how did that kind of? Uh, so my demand? wife's a stay-at-home mom, and I think she would, would love the thought of me taking one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that hard. Uh, uh, you know, in fact, I just said, "Why don't you do it?" I'm with them all the time. I don't need any more time. Um, I got the idea from Mark Swagger, who's a good abundance guy, and his daughter here. Oh, you know, maybe probably out of high school or college and out of college. He's been doing it for, for years. Um, and Roy basically it is it just let the kid, kids pick and, um, you, you know, you go away. I, I want to do it for at least a couple nights. Like, this will be the, this is the third year I'm on. The first year my daughter just wanted to go down to Ocean City, Maryland. We went to the Holiday Inn. We just hung out. There was a restaurant there with a playground she liked and that was Roy what she wanted. She was six. Um, so we hung out on the beach, did the boardwalk, um, and it was just really just about getting away and being with them. As you know, like getting kids one on one, they're so different. They behave better. They got better conversations. Like it's, it's just the, the one out being one on one. Um, my, my son, you'll like this. You, you, you know, this, he picked Pinehurst years old. It was in June. I'll think it won't be so hot in June. And it was hot, but we went out with, you know, the cradle a couple of times. Which, Part three course, um, and uh, and then we played number two, uh, which I didn't think he was going to make it through, but he did. Super <laughs> hot. Um, but at the end, all he wanted to do was drive around and see the clubhouse at each course. There's like eight or nine That's courses. Awesome. So that's how what we at the end of the day we went around and went to each clubhouse, went in the pro shop, got some some stuff. But I let them pick, and uh, you know it's fairly simple now. Um, actually, last year I. I went to the Daytona NASCAR race and Isabel went wanted to go to Disney and the American Girl doll store. Hers is usually around shop. Uh, but it just let them pick and uh, you know, it's all about them when you go. It's 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 just getting a one on one with them, doing something fun that they like. Yeah. It's, it's, you see a different side of them. Like, so you, you know, it's just me and them. They just kind of pick her and like you know how kids are. Yep. They're brother and sister. That's what they do. Yeah, the brother, yeah. So 
It's, it's I would imagine when Colin's like 16, it's going to be instead of going to a NASCAR race, he's going to say, let's go do those. Uh, let's go drive those Ferrari race cars out in Nevada and chase each other around. <laughs> you don't want to go to Europe and go to like a, uh, you list Premier League soccer game or <laughs> F1 race. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what I mean, the F1 races are fun. I mean, we did the one uh, with some GoBunnis guys down in Miami. That was a really good time. I had fun. I did the, the Montreal one in our rear scale. And I will be totally happy with that. Like, as they get older, the stuff we will do will be, you know, that more, more and more. Yeah. There's, there's a little, uh, side to, to, to me, to me having. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 You get some extra, extra fun trips out of it. Um, you know, I, I think the extra fun trips are the, uh, well, it's hard to tell. Is this is the time uh, with the individual child the bonus, or is the extra fun trip the bonus? You know, I don't, I don't know. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I never would have gone and seen Taylor Swift without. Oh please! If, of all the things I know about you, Taylor Swift is like your number one. Uh, your your number one fan for sure. So um, yeah. again. Oh again! Oh boy, gracious! But no, there's it just kind of made me do some things I want. Especially with this girl. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I can totally see you walking around the American Girl doll store and then uh, jumping into Taylor Swift with uh, just you and Colin. Yeah, that's we cool. actually went there three days in a row. Oh my goodness! Yeah, she yeah. Three, day, all, three days we were down there. Did you have to buy a doll all three days too? Bought a doll the first day and just some maybe some clothes and little accessories. Of course, yes, got to accessorize. I, I don't have any American Girl dolls. All I have is two boys right now that are interested in things. Um, we'll see what happens when the little girl goes. But I have been told that those things can get pretty pricey pretty quickly. <laughs> well, by the time Diana is American Girl doll age, hopefully Isabel will be growing at her. She <laughs> get rid of some stuff. Hand them all down. Yeah, that's funny. Or maybe you'll move down here and be done with Maryland. And get away from that. That would be right. When I... <laughs> When COVID first kicked off, uh, uh, completely had nothing to do with kids or anything, but um, COVID first kicked off, I had a doctor's appointment up in Maryland. Um, things that, like were were kind of progressing. We weren't sure what was happening yet. Um, so I go to this doctor's appointment in Maryland that I'm walking around a grocery store um, and uh, uh, I was getting some breakfast because it was like at 6.30 in the morning doctor's appointment or something silly like that. So it's like five o'clock in the morning. I'm at this grocery store grabbing some stuff and this person's following me around and they're like... Uh, uh, can I excuse excuse me? This this uh, this aisle is one way, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "It's a it's a grocery store aisle." They're like, "Yeah, so they're all one way now, and you 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 have to you have to go the one one way." I was like, "Oh, okay." So then I continued doing my thing, going the one way, and then a little bit later, there's another person stalking me. Excuse 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 me, you you need to be wearing a mask. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like it was so mind boggling, and I felt like I was in the Democratic People's Republic of Maryland instead of. Uh, instead of Maryland, and then all of a sudden the whole country turned into that. I was like, I, I don't know what to do. Like it was ridiculous. Mary was on the floor, Niles. Oh yeah, it was nuts. I was like, what in the world? This is ridiculous. But Maryland was early adapters on all that for sure. And little did I know that uh, the whole country was going to turn that way. Like it just woofta. But uh, anywho, uh, so. The business side of the house, if the kids want to be involved, they will be like, do you, do you have any ideas right now that you're working through on like how to get them thinking in a business? Like your kids are in private school. My kids are in private school. Like, um, uh, I, I have zero desire for my kids to be in public school. Uh, it's either going to be private. And I'm recently thinking about doing homeschooling more and more, um, for the, the freedom to be able to do kind of whatever I want. Cause even in private school, yes, I, I feel as though I've got a little bit more control over their education and understanding of what's happening than, than I do in public school. But, um, I also, you know, am, am lacking a little bit of the freedom that I would like. Uh, so, you know, trying to really gauge, gauge the route to go. Um, but I want to add things like, um, like Adam wants to invest in properties with me. Right. Um, so I've been putting together a, a plan on how to do a, uh, um, uh, vending machine route for him and like create a little business for him, help him learn these types of things. One, one of the struggles I'm having is, you know, he's at school eight hours a day. And then of course he comes home and he's got homework. And then when the heck am I supposed to find time to do all of this stuff and add these things? But I really want to introduce him into more business thought processes and how to do all of that type of stuff. Um, so I'm curious if you, if you are uh, looking into that at all, if you've ever thought about that, like how to, how to start to introduce those types of things. Yeah. You know, I think about it. I haven't really come across anything 
great yet, especially for um, a 10 year old, um, other than bringing my, bringing them to, to work with me every so often. Okay. Um, but they, they show interest in it and they actually asked about it. So just, just kind of having conversations with, um, for sure, you know, they'll, they'll ask, what do you own this? Do you like, what's this? Like, um, but then the other side is, is like, it, it probably be easier for me to teach them to do the real estate. You know, they can't come here every day and really learn what we do. Yeah. The real estate stuff can be done at home. Like, um, yeah, I, I want to start calling into you know, understanding how, I'm managing you know, my condo at with, with, with the beach, yeah. you know, other, other real estate. I, I don't have a whole lot of real estate right now. I've, I've sold it off more over the last three or four years than purchased, but I want to build it up again. Um, and just, just one thing my dad never did, probably because he didn't have the money, um, is investing, right? You know, even like just 401ks or, you know, be an LP or something like that. Um, so I really want to start involving them, at least, you know, when I'm going through some of this and bringing bring them in and you know, 10 or 11 year old level explaining to them what I, because when I got, I didn't know about that stuff until I was 40. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so just probably, um, probably thinking more of the about like, what didn't I know? Um, yep. you know, what, what, you know, that I didn't know until I'm 40 or. I'm sure there's stuff I'll learn at 50 that I didn't know. Like, what can I, what can I teach them that I didn't know? Um, cause the business side is going to be hard. I think that, you know, when, you know, college gets in high school and everything, like, then they're starting to, to work jobs. Like, if they want to come in here and work, like, that would be the way to start really bringing them into this business. Um, you know, outside of just talk, I tell them what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Toronto because I'm talking to this company because I'm going to yep. buy them and this. So I talk to them as much as I can. I, I, it's something I think about more and more and I haven't really come up with. I mean, to your point, like getting you into buying something and doing something like the guy had a paper route when I was a kid. I, I cut, cut, uh, you know, lawns and stuff like that. I think they're just a little too young for some of these, these things mm-hmm. that I can start pushing into. But it's on my mind. I haven't found anything, you know. Well, I'll, just, I'll let you, when I get the, uh, vending machine route up and running. I'll kind of let you know. Cause like my, my thought process was a house for each of them. Um, kind of go through the books and understand that when I started really breaking it down, I was like, all right, well, I think they'll understand a bag of Doritos better than they'll understand an HVAC system. Right. So, um, if I could teach them supply and demand and how this works and like with the work that it takes to set this up. And then, you know, from the research I've done, I mean, you could set these things up if they're making, you know, uh, $25,000, uh, a year, you could sell this thing for a hundred thousand dollars, sell the route for a hundred grand. And then you've, you know, you've built a little business and now you've sold it. And now I've taught my son how to build a business and how to sell it and what the process is. And, you know, they can go to Sam's with me every, uh, every week to refill all the stuff. And uh, it's a little bit extra work on my side, but like what great value that could bring to them. More, you know? more time with your kids. Just you know, Yeah, for sure. Yep. Also have more time with them. I'll be able to uh, teach them a little bit more about business and, um, you know, be able to track supply and demand and, you know, Hey, Doritos sell better uh, when it's not a uh, vending machine sitting at a gym. Uh, perhaps, uh, protein bars will work better at the gym, you know, and like it, it, to me, I, I love the concept of it. So, um, I've got a little plan built out now. I just need to, I'll probably, uh, work on it in the summer more because my kids will have a little bit more time to be able to do that. I definitely love to learn more about that. I picture Colin eating the burritos and all yep. the, eating the profits as we're driving. Adam actually asked that. He says, "Can I have if we're if we own the business? Can I actually eat some of those?" I said, "Well, technically, I mean, you can. You already bought them. We just have to write it off on the paperwork on the business. That way, we know that this this particular one was uh, uh, was an eat an expense, uh, if you will. You know, so uh, we'll have to have our own line item in there for uh, uh, you know getting getting high on their own product. You know, so yeah, that's a great idea. Look forward to hearing more." No, for sure. Yeah. Um, now, now just, uh, now that I'm saying it out loud to, uh, on a recording, I'm going to definitely have to do it and hold myself accountable to it. You know, <laughs> now I got to do it. Um, uh, but I, you know, my, my assistant has really helped out in putting a lot of that together and finding all the stuff that I need. And it's, uh, I really look forward to, to doing it. And the boys have talked about it multiple times. So, um, uh, but I think it's because they want free Doritos. I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah. There's, that's definitely planned for it. I'm, I'm there's, sure there's, there's, there's candy in those machines too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey dad, the starbursts, uh, they're not selling very well. Maybe I should have a pack, you know, just saying, uh, that's funny. 
Um, but uh, what else kind of uh, do you think that you want to chat about, about being a dad? I mean, I want this to be, you know, open anything that you you feel like you want to discuss um, as well. I mean, I'll continue to pull pull ideas out if you've got nothing, but, you know. Um, I can't think of anything. Well, that's because this is your first time and you're really nervous. You're really nervous talking to me, Frank. That's what it is. So, <laughs> so uh, I want to go back to the, the father-son golf for a minute, right? Because there's going to be a point where you kind of switch that, right? Where um, it's going to be time for your son to join you on the father-son golf golf match and golf tournaments. Have you thought about how that's going to go? I mean, you've, you guys have already done Pinehurst together, <clears throat> jerk face. Um, and uh, I'm sure you'll do some more. But, um, you know, how do you foresee that that kind of thing working out later on? So, so this, for this line, the father-son golf tournament is uh, done it for 22 years now and, and the worst plan. 23rd year is started in 2001. Actually, started a little before that. I have a friend of mine that I went to high school with. His dad and my dad and I went to Myrtle Beach a couple of years while we were in high school. And then this, this friend of mine and I ended up putting together after college. He, both of us came back to work for our, our dads in the businesses. And uh, we said, hey, let's get this going again. And so we found a couple other father sons. And it was eight of us the first year. And then after that, it went to like 12, like what my brothers went, my, my dad's cousin in front of his team as their dad's. Um, and now it's about 16 to 20 every year, but we've been doing it you know, 23 years now. We've gone all over the place. You know, well, we, we start, I was 25 years old when we started this one. So, um, the, the trips are very different now. Yeah. We, we've all got kids. I think the oldest son is a junior. In high school. Um, so there's, there's been conversation. When do we bring the, the, the grandkids in? And it's funny. So, some, some people are like ready to bring them in. It's more like, you know, it's just like <laughs> as long as possible. And some people just don't care. Um, yeah. the, you know, it's, it's, the, you know, do you put an age on it? Um, do you put, it's, you know, Colin, my son's ready to go. He's just ready to go. Yeah. A few years ago, and I, I know there are some others. Um, so we've been thinking about it for a few years, and it's definitely going to have to happen at some point. Like once this, this, this is one thing that gets in the way is the sports. Like a lot of our kids are playing sports, football, yeah. soccer, football. We do it every fall, so that kind of makes it tough. The, the, the kid that's a junior in, in high school, he's going to Georgetown to play the cross. So it's going to be hard for him to ever do it until he's like out of college. So, well, it's it might just be individual. We need more than one kid, right? I guess when yeah. that kid's out, if he's you know, but no, uh, it, it, it's it's it hasn't been an easy thing to figure out because no consensus about. I think if we all wanted our kids to start coming, we could just say, all right. I think the best thing we do is to uh, maybe the grandkids and the sons. Go down a day or two beforehand, mm-hmm. sort of do their own thing. If the granddads want to go, and then you know, it's hard to send them home. We go to Florida, or like we're talking about going to the Dominican this year. Like, you put your kid on an airplane, six yeah. on an airplane, and fly on up. Um, so, but I, I'm in the camp. Like, I'm ready for him to call. Yeah, I, I would love to call Gene because you know, you know how much longer my dad's gonna be able to walk around the golf, right, golf. Yeah. Me or him, anybody, anything can happen to any, any of us, right? So I've had 23 years of, uh, going away and being stupid. On a golf trip, um, I, I, I like to have It's hard. I don't know what we'll do, but something, the older normal they get, the more, more and more pressure. So I partially asked that question out of a selfish reason too. It's like, well, maybe we need to start one. And that's a summer trip. Like we do the older, you, you could do the older folks, uh, quote unquote, uh, with, with your dad and, uh, and you, and then, uh, we could start, we could start one in the summer months with, uh, with us. And, you know, I could take, uh, Adam out and you could take Colin out and we can go and have a fun, fun time with, uh, fathers and sons in the summer, um, when the, the sports and school are a little more settled down. Yeah. That, that's a, I mean, that's a good, I, that, that's another option that I hadn't thought about a whole lot is just, just doing a summer trip. I do like the idea, though, of a couple of days prior. You know, you still run into the sports issues and all that type of thing. But um, 
but like that's how like GoBundance does it with FanBundance, and I've I've gone to a couple FanBundance things, and I really love it, you know. And it's it's right in front of uh, the normal GoBundance trip, so that way I can all of us could fly out together. If my wife and kids need to get back, then they can get back on a plane while I go finish the GoBundance trip. So it, it works out well. But you know, I think there's lots of options. I know that my son would really love to go because I know last time I went, he was a little sad that he did not get to go golf with me. Um, but he golfs more than I do, so he'll probably be winning a lot more than me. So, and then sooner we break the, the, the more years we have to beat, have to beat that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Listen, listen, we have a father's versus son's round, loser buys dinner straight up. <laughs> we don't know how we would work that, that far, but I don't know how that would work. Really start, but the more years we get, so I think right now the, the sons are up like, or it might be tied 11 11, or the sons are up 12 10. It's been very close. But if those dads had had us when we were in our teens, they would have uh-huh. been pretty far up. Yeah, no kidding. And I think that that's, if nothing else, a, a valid reason for us to start now is so that we can make this happen. However, last time Adam was out, he had two birdies in a par. Um, and uh, I, I have it set up to where I pay him for, for birdies and uh, and pars. And it's funny, like la- I, the last uh, last week we had Aaron uh, on the call uh, and he uh, he had mentioned something about uh, rewarding. I don't remember exactly how it went, but it gave me an idea. I was like, boy, I need to uh, double the money when he um, scores that that birdie after he gets a double bogey or worse, right? So that way, it's like, okay, well, you you literally you did leave that hole behind, and you were able to focus on this next hole. So that's what I ended up starting to do. And then, of course, the first time I tell him that's what we're going to do, he he makes me makes me pay double. So really, <laughs> little rest. That's, that's a really uh, good idea. Just about the mindset, right? Forgetting exactly failures and move on. Yeah. And it, it was, uh, uh, I, I, th- I thought it was an awesome, wh- whatever it was that sparked it was, was great. So I appreciate Aaron for that, for sure. Um, but when it comes to, when it comes to uh, uh, sports, um, kind of what, uh, what lessons are you using from sports or are you, is it more just like go out and have fun and play sports or are you trying to like instill some sort of something in, uh, in your kids? Well, sports in, in one case with Colin, but not Isabel, obviously with, uh, with, uh, with her interests, but. So, so I always say to Colin, play hard, play smart, and have fun, right? So yeah. there's things I really I try and impress. Like before we practice, before we game, I just say, what, what are the three things, Colin? And he'll, he'll say, um, at this age, it's the have fun is the most, most yeah. important thing. And, uh, the, you know, I think that the, the adversity that he's experiencing this year, you know, just talking to him about, hey, you're gonna you're gonna go through this. Like, uh, can't you can only control what you can control. Can't control the coach's decision to to put you at this spot or to yeah. put you on the field or not on the field. Like, to just go out, play smart, play hard, have fun, and and just control what, what what's in your ability to control it. And things will work out, or they don't, and then. Figure it out. That that's really that we're going through right now. If he was like having all this success, <laughs> like yeah. it was getting big, then we'd be having different conversations, like you know, about being humble mm-hmm. and, and, and and you know stuff like that. So there's a lesson in, in every, you know, in whether you're playing or not, and getting yeah. going or you're or you're not. But I think sports are great. Like little microcosm of life, right? For sure. Yeah. Just being on a team, like, you know, in business, uh, or you're on a team, right? There's, there's businesses that are team oriented. So we talked to them about that. Uh, you know, a lot of the kids on his team, especially at this age, that they're not passing the ball. They're not, you know, yeah. they're coming down. They're like, so it's a good, it's a good thing to be able to talk to them. Like, Colin actually does a really good job at uh, moving the ball, passing the ball, and sharing and, and looking for his teammates. Some of that might be because we're talking to, hey, you got to be a good teammate. You yeah. Be selfish. It's just more about the team success than your individual success. So those are the messages. Try it. Awesome. So I, uh, I realize that I tend to lean more towards the sports and the questions about, uh, uh, I'm sure it's on on the other podcast as well, but uh, talking about the the boys because that's all I've been used to for the last eight years, you know. 
Uh, but tell me a, a little bit of lessons that you've learned um, in in walking your daughter through a lot of the things that she likes to do. I know you mentioned, you know, like uh, doing the arts things and, you know, dance and music and that type of stuff. So um, how has that kind of been and what kind of lessons have you pulled from that for yourself, um, you know, as, as you're growing through that? And what sort of lessons would you tell me to think about as I've got a little girl that's getting ready to um, start changing my life a lot more? Um, so, so Isabel, for her, we got to let her go at her own pace. Uh, pushing her, kind of pushing her over the edge. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's got some anxieties and social anxiety. Uh, she loves to, you know, she had a room at her house where she can go and it's like her art room. Like, we don't have a room for Colin. But she, Isabel has a room and a desk. It's called the front yard. Yeah. The whole house is Colin's room, right? Yeah. A ballroom. Um, so Isabel, I, I, so she's different, but she's, you know, a lot of her friends, you know, are joining sports teams and will go to art classes. Like Isabel doesn't even want to go to like, you know, she was doing some stuff in school. She didn't, she didn't do stuff because she's very comfortable. Uh, or only do something maybe if some of her friends. So it actually struggled a little bit trying to figure out how to get her out of this, this anxiety. And there's some, um, she, you know, she's, she's trying to get her out of like the, the wound kind of thing a little bit. Like she's very attached to us. Um, uh, and we're, we're actually, we're still trying to figure that out. Um, I'm trying to, you don't want to push her too much because then that pushes her, pushes her over the edge. She starts yeah. breaking down. We're really just giving her space. And at this point, just, um, let her trying to, I don't want to say do what she wants, but it's more about like safety right now. Mm-hmm. She's getting little by little, she gets better. Um, she used to just go berserk when babysits, so babysit. Mm-hmm. It's not anymore. She used to go simply nuts when Katie and I were going going away for a night and, and stuff like that. She, um, so it's it's a challenge, and she's on. Um, you know, there's a lot of kids like her. Um, for sure, yeah, yeah. I think that that you know that's one thing that I tell people all the time when they're like, "Well, I can't believe how different this person is than that person that grew up in the same house." I'm like, no, they didn't. Like every every kid grows up at a different house because like my oldest started growing up with a mom and a dad. My middle child started growing up with a mom and a dad and an older brother. And now my third child is going to grow up with a mom, a dad, and two older brothers. Like it's a completely different family, a completely different household. So, um, you know, trying to understand where the kid's going to be and like, you know, you meet them where they're at and you, you, you know, you do everything you can to support as a, as a mom and a dad. And, um, you know, that's, that's all we can do. Uh, if nothing else, it, it tries to, it, it will hopefully teach us, uh, patience and adaptability and, you know, that type of stuff for sure. So. You got to go like each kid's own pace, right? Yeah. Colin, we're amazed. Like he's going after this club soccer team and he doesn't know anybody on the team. He just wants to be on this club soccer team. He, he's got a friend that is on the team, but he didn't know if he was going to be on the team. And Mm -hmm. he goes out to tryouts. Like he's like very brave, right? Very courageous to go out there and, and, and what he's doing. And Isabel's like separation anxiety is the word I was in the world. Yeah. She's, you know, she's the one that still comes in our bed in the middle of the night and asks every night if she can sleep in our bed. And, well, it, it's just letting them go at their own pace. Yeah. Really what they, they're they're going to develop, um, at different paces and different, you know, patterns. So it's just trying to read those and figure those out is the challenge is for sure. Yeah. How have you kind of found, um, to actually, you know, read those and give yourself the, the, the grace as you're working through it like has it been difficult to work through um you know or have you found it to be semi you know like you and your wife tend to you know attack it together and in, in, in a pretty supportive manner there's been cold moments like there's mornings that she gets up and she just doesn't want to go and there's wow there's so there's two days in a row and it's like, little things in school will will set her off like Somebody that isn't being the nicest, you know, a kid being a kid to her, an issue with a teacher last year. That teacher actually got, ended up getting fired this year. She had to switch classes last year. That teacher ended up being fired because of it wasn't just Isabel. There was yeah. emotional things that she was, emotional type things she was telling her kids. Um, 
Well, I think we may have found a problem on where some of this might have started, right? Well, good. Isabel always had this, this anxiety and stuff. Yeah. Like this is, is aspirated. Like it it made it like it was the worst. If she was put in the other class, um, from the beginning, I don't know where we would have had, have, you know, it was a setback. Um, so that's where like when she has these, these things like in like letter going it's like, we fight a little bit. We push like you got to go to school, but then you just realize like best thing for her to do is just to stay home today. Yeah. Because it's happened a couple of times that she'll, you know, she'll get one day and she, she's ready to go to school. But that's the challenge. Push her. What do you do? Like, you know, your kids yeah. got to go to school. Interrupts my, my wife's entire day and her schedule because now she's got to keep. Yeah. Oh, but you just got to, you got to feel it out. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. Yeah, I hear you. That breaks my heart to think about that happening to to Isabel at school. Like, I mean, like that teachers like that, and it drives me nuts about you know. And I mean, this is was that a public school or private school? Private, private. Yeah, and so obviously, uh, this is one of the other many reasons that I was looking at at homeschooling. But um, like, there are a lot of teachers who really, really want to be teachers and love being teachers. And I think that those are a special group of human beings to do that. And then there are people that just kind of like have no heart in it. They don't have, and I just, I don't understand, like go find another job. Like you've got my kids in your hands for a majority of the day and you want to act like this and treat people like this. And it just boggles my mind that, uh, that that's out there. Uh, but you know, I mean, there's a pain in the butt in every, every job, every career field. There's always people that are, um, not optimal, optimally suited for that position, but like, I don't know, that should be a very, uh, very well-paid and respected position that has turned into just like a, um, you know, a borderline government service position. And it's just, it's, it's annoying now, but this teacher was just really tough and had a very distinct man, you know, way about going things. And honestly, like some kids like thrived under it. Right? Maybe, yeah. Maybe like a little, you know, buck kick and, and, you know, not being very, <laughs> teacher not being very nice. And, you know, um, yeah. Isabel, the way she is. And, and there was another girl in the class last year that had a really hard time. Just, just the way it was just a, it was a chemistry thing, but the teacher, it, it, it was, you know, I wouldn't let her go. Yeah. I remember I had uh, Mrs. Brown in, I think it was second grade. Uh, she was just mean. Like she would put uh, clothespins on people's fingers if they were doing things in class they didn't like. And she would just make them sit there. There's one kid that in second grade, he already had hairy arms and she didn't like to see him. So she made him wear a long sleeve shirt every day. And I was like, what in the world? Like it was like a, it was a, a dreadful experience. And I, I was, what's that? It's boring, right? It's a deep- oh yeah. It was, it was rough. Um, and for second grade, like, what the heck? Like, um, but I, I got, I started to get a real nervous uh, issue starting around then. And I would literally chew on the ends of my shirt because I was nervous in class, just sitting there trying to be quiet and trying not to do anything wrong. And, um, you know, like I'd come home, my mom is like, why are your shirts all torn up? And like, and finally, you know, later on, she realized that I was chewing on them. Uh, but I was like scared to death sitting in that class. I was like, this is ridiculous. And now, you know, and it, to me, it's only. And maybe it's just the perspective thing, but it, it feels like it's only gotten worse on some of the teacher's side of the house. Like they just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, what has happened in the system, but whew, drives me nuts. I just, I had Mrs. Schmidt in second grade. Same, same thing. Yeah. Something about second grade, apparently. But I remember her. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Brown. I, I definitely remember her. Uh, there's very few teachers I definitely remember the names of, but yeah, that's, that's definitely one of them. I will never forget her. Thankfully, I didn't wasn't in her class very long. We moved uh, we moved before I had to continue too much. Uh, but man, oh man, that was a interesting one. But um, so say what you survived? You turned. I did. I t- well, I turned moderately okay. Lots of therapy, you know, lots of therapy. Uh, I only wear short sleeve shirts now because it's harder to chew the ends of these. So I don't I don't wear long sleeve shirts anymore, and that's probably because I have hairy arms now. So that's <laughs> waxing. Uh-oh. Terrible. Oh man. All right. Well, you know, Frank, I uh, I'm going to probably wrap it up. I had an absolute pleasure chatting with you as I always do. Um, we'll have to do this again tomorrow morning at five in the morning. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, definitely make sure my alarm is set. 
Uh, it's only because you missed yesterday that made me miss today. So, um, but, uh, but no, I, I greatly appreciate you jumping on and recording your first podcast. Um, it's, uh, uh, who knows when it's going to get released. It's all, you know, it's all up in the air at the moment, but when it does, I'll send it to you. Um, but thank you so much. Anything last, last, uh, ideas, thoughts that you had as we were working through this, um, that you want to share with anybody? I mean, just for having me on. Yeah, bro. One of them, I'm glad I with you. Could have been anybody better. And, uh, well, let's not oversell it. I'm sure there's a lot of better people you could have been on, but you know, I appreciate it. Nonetheless. I thoroughly enjoy this and, uh, appreciate it. Thank you. No, I appreciate the good ideas you had. I'm sure some, uh, a lot of the other uh, dads out here, parents out here that are listening are, are also going to uh, get something out of it. Um, you know, a lot of people, they, they have social media and stuff that they want people to follow you at, but you don't, you know, really have social media that people should follow you at. Like, let's say we have a, uh, a business owner or somebody that wants to reach out to you and, uh, learn a little bit more or be coached by you or something like that. How would they get a hold of you? Um, so my email address is Frank J R G and U E uh, P P is involved in sales. S A L E S.com. I am on LinkedIn. There are, uh, probably only two Frank small ones in the world. Well, actually there's three. Uh, so it won't be hard to find me. I'm the younger yeah. one. There you go. Uh, all the other old ones don't, don't, don't bother with them. So it's, it's all right. O-L-L-O-N. Awesome. All That's right. Good. So Frank Jr. at UEPSales.com and uh, Frank Smolin out there on LinkedIn. So, all right, Frank, thank you so very much again for uh, for jumping on. And uh, I will talk to you again tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. So, or 5.15 a.m. So, all right. We can talk about something different. Absolutely. No, no dad talk tomorrow. We'll see. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening to the Biz Dad Podcast. We hope you found some value in your time here with us, and we look forward to bringing you the next episode. If you've enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and share so you and your friends won't miss our upcoming episodes. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Rumble, where we continue these discussions and share more valuable content. Be the dad you know you need to be and run your business in a way you're proud to share with your kids. Keep crushing it.